Welcome to the Bitchin' Brainstorm podcast with Elaine the Brain Terso. I believe that every problem has a solution. So the episodes you will hear will be live strategy calls with real entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck. We will spend a few minutes bitching about the struggle and then move forward with finding solutions. You will hear topics about launching offers, mindset, marketing, strategy, and so much more. Remember, we are both the problem and the solution. Now let's get out of our own damn way and get shit done. If you are an entrepreneur and would like to receive a live strategy call, please visit bitchandbrainstorm.com and fill out an application. We would love to have you as our next guest. Welcome back to the Bitch and Brainstorm podcast. In this episode, I help our guest figure out what she's good at, what she enjoys doing, and how she may be able to create an enticing new offer for international prospects. I'm going to walk her through the three steps she must take into consideration when creating the offer. And yes, it's going to seem like a lot of work, but I'm going to remind her that building that foundation is crucial. So let's get started. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Bitchin' Brainstorm podcast. We have another victim today, not a victim, but you know what I mean. We're gonna, I'm really excited to, to talk with this gal today and we are gonna dive in and see how we can help her solve her problem. So tell us who you are, tell us about what you do, tell us about what the, uh, what the problem is that you are experiencing in your business right now. Let's see what we can do to brainstorm some ideas for you. Okay, so I'm a little bit exotic here, I assume, because I live in Europe, so um, I'm an Austrian expert in Estonia, so I was born a native speaker, a German native speaker, and um, Estonia, obviously, you have to either speak Estonian or English, Um, and my business, well, I have two businesses, well, actually, technically, one business and one non-profit since this year, and the last half a year, I haven't done anything with my <clears throat> consultancy slash PR, boutique PR agency business, um, because the NGO is more important for me uh, because it's like an outlet for my creativity. I can also use my PR skills for our NGO project um, and so on and so forth. However, however, an NGO is a non-profit and um, I need to make money and I need to really I'm, I'm currently in a phase where I really need to focus back on you know nourishing myself more um, I have autoimmune since 12 years it's a very complex uh, rare variant which doesn't affect my work and at that much anymore so I can do 60 70 hour weeks that's not a problem um, the only issue there is that I react very badly to negative emotional stress, which can be a challenge uh, when you're doing certain client work. So anyways, so I have like something that I'm going to tell you a little bit about the timeline of so that you can understand how it grew. So I've always been writing. I've I've written in German in, in German since I was four in English since I was 19. So that gives me a good 20 years of practice. Uh, in that language as well. Um, between, I started writing officially, like after academic writing, 
um, between for, for NGOs and uh, art, my artist block and charity projects in 2008. So the next 10 years, uh, I wrote proposals, short copy blog posts in German and English. Then I went to Estonia because in Austria is not very entrepreneurial. I wanted to start a company. I also searched for the right type of business model uh, for my NGO. <clears throat> so I was just on sort of like um, experimental like trip. So I moved to Estonia. I knew that Estonia had pretty good uh, conditions for entrepreneurs. And uh, so I started an ordinary uh, limited there um, and started working as a freelancer. Uh, and by accident, uh, because I was still employed part-time, I started writing English and German uh, SEO enriched product descriptions and content for e-commerce brands. Also uh, some pharmaceutical content for a, an online organic pharmacy online and worked with different CMS, some of which I already knew. So I'm pretty good with systems in the sense I'm also pretty good with writing and, and SEO. Um, and I was still working as a, as a German marketing manager for an Amazon seller, a big Amazon seller at the time. And in this business, because they needed additional help, and I have a degree in sustainable HR practices, <clears throat> business degree, I helped them onboard staff, VAs, find people. I'm in an EFJ, I have a big network, so you know they needed staff. I helped them with that uh, via my business. Um, I gave up helping them with VAs because I didn't like that I like the onboarding and dealing with people, but you know, VAs from third countries can be a very difficult thing. And I felt like I was selling people. I didn't like that. Um, so I still do that, but only occasionally. And only if I see that the conditions for those people are right, you know. Um, so end of 2019, and after I'd already had like substantial press as an artist in Austria 10 years ago, uh, 10 years prior, I started toying with US, Australian and UK media. And after a couple of discussions and very fast successes, I realized that my pitch success rate of one out of four or even less was equal to some American professionals. I know that because I talked to uh, the, one of the owners from Jolly SEO and Sorcery, which is a Haro like uh, filtering software. And then I also added, because I was bored in my marketing job still, that was only part-time, I added a consult business consultancy on two legs. And it's an Airbnb experience that introduces foreign entrepreneurs to Tallinn as a business location. Because I miss people, marketing job was very, very, very in numbers and KPI based, and that wasn't great. Um, and the VA work and everything else was just really not, not enough. Anyways, um, and then I still went on like working for content clients, etc. cetera, um, mainly after I quit that Amazon seller. Um, and um, I, I just got more and more into PR, uh, English speaking PR. Uh, my first uh, successful placement was on, uh, was on BBC. Um, we've recently been on Authority Magazine with my small NGO. Um, and uh, I've been like, I think on 70 different types of outlets internationally, or, or well, I placed 70 different features so far. Some of them were full articles, like a full article on diamond investment I wrote for Family Office Magazine, which is the top 
ultra high net worth individual magazine, I guess, <laughs> that exists. So summarizing, I have quite a bit of HR skills. I also have currently have, uh, I've interviewed over 100 interns, uh, have onboarded 12 so far. I currently have eight of them actively working with me for my NGO project. So I have HR skills, basically full cycle plus VA onboarding and uh, sourcing. I have quite decent PR skills, both German and English. However, as for the DACH region, which is very coveted in, if you are living in Europe, because the, the German market is the biggest in Europe, um, I, I have the contacts, but I haven't done a lot of active outreaches yet, and I like to do that. Um, I have massive trade for experience. I can help people with all kinds of things from systems to whatever. Um, However, I haven't done any work for that in the last half year because we, after we successfully onboarded, I transformed my business into a boutique PR agency for VIP clients uh, with niche businesses from German speaking countries who want to go to the US or want to expand. And um, the work we did with this client was very successful. Um, I over-delivered like crazy. However, because of my autoimmune and just because of the generic problems dealing with specifically VIP clients, I put a halt to this after two months because it wasn't working out. You know, I was over-delivering. They still made pressure. It, it really had a very bad influence on my health. I didn't have anybody to puffer me because I was doing all the negotiations and the contracts and everything. And it just didn't end well. And after that, I was so fed up because I've seen a lot of people with, let's say, too much money and at the same time, uh, you know, not enough social skills for their status because I come from a very good background as well. And I can do quite a bit. And I just don't see why somebody my age would just act so entitled. You know, I can't have it. It, it just killed me. And I just, you know... I'm more like the NGO type um, at the same time. I'm just, <laughs> I need to make money again and I really, really need to make money sustainably. So it would be great to either have a full service consulting agency or, or, or continue with this boutique PR agency. However, there are multiple problems there and that's not mainly the client work. Um, the problems are that I don't know, I would like to have either Canadian or, or American clients maybe, but they, of course, it's very hard to get accepted as a non-native speaker. Um, to find German and Swiss clients, I've tried. Um, I mean, the, the first ones that I got were referrals. Uh, and it, the first big VIP client was also coming from a, an article I wrote for him. Um, before we onboarded them as an agency. Mm, I, I'd maybe also like or need somebody who does the client care work for me so that no problems arise, you know, by them trying to control us or trying to, you know, just, you know, this, this nitpicking, this little, you know, trying to know everything that's going on that is very bad for me because it makes me feel as a Virgo it makes me feel even though they can see the results very fast um it's it's like it makes me feel like I'm not doing my job well I'm being patronized I just don't I can't have it I just really can't have it it puts a lot of pressure on me 
Um, so it would be great to like maybe have a business partner, maybe even somebody who is a native speaker but is not that PR savvy um, themselves. Um, I, I mean, we're not looking for big money. I need one or two VIP clients on a regular basis would be great so that we have like a revenue of, I mean, two clients of say 10K or something like that. So an ordinary retainer fee is like four or 5K. Um, if you're doing, if you're providing say 200 plus hours um, with different specialists per month. So yeah. But, but I don't know. It, so, so right now, I mean, I'm, I'm fairly happy with my NGO and everything, but I would just like to make money again. And I don't know which direction to go, to be honest, um, and where to utilize my talents best. Yeah. So maybe your intuition helps. Well, the first thing that I want to tell you is I'm also a Virgo and can completely relate to um, when if someone criticizes or even provides any sort of uh, verbiage on your work, you feel completely attacked. So I completely, uh, relate to that a hundred percent. I don't know what it is about that, but it's just like, no, don't tell me to fix anything. It's perfect the way it is. Um, so the question that I have for you is, um, what brings you joy? What makes you happy? Yeah, that's difficult. <laughs> I'm an Ineffjot, so that's like the trick question for us, right? Because we're so people focused. I mean, I'm a bit different than, than many Ineffjots mm -hmm. because I did a lot of hard, hardcore psychological work when I was younger. So I used to know what gave me joy. And I can definitely say with certainty that anything creative gives me joy, but okay. that anything creative and people based that's positive brings me joy but you wanted to know the exact um like tasks so i really like to pitch uh to pr outlets because i understand it from both sides both as a writer and 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 like the client so i very much enjoy dealing with journalists um i i, I in, in different media outlets i'd love to expand my like tv knowledge because tv channels i'm not very good at that as yet um I, I love to deal with like the English speakers um, as well. Um, so I like English. Okay. <laughs> I like creativity. I like to deal with the, the PR in general. Mm -hmm. um, um, I also like to, I just generally like to give my knowledge to people. That's why I have this, this, this occasional side gig, this business consultancy, which by the way, number one rated. And have been in 2019 when there are three times as much <laughs> as, as many as many experiences on Airbnb. COVID has killed quite a bit mm -hmm. in Estonia. So, um, so I love giving my knowledge to people. I've done this in various capacities. So I like to teach. I like PR, creativity, and English. Okay. So, so, so what I heard you say was that you had a a negative experience with a client and it kind of ruined it for you wanting to continue doing it. Is that right? Yeah, it, yes. It wasn't necessarily him. Um, it was more like the team and everything around it and technically, you know, and I'm, I'm not allowed to speak about it. So this is like, so I, I liked him actually. He was, I guess for a VIP client, he was pretty good. That's the problem is his, um, 
cultural background and everything yeah. that I know very well uh, is, is just basically making him like this, okay? And I knew um, I was gonna have to face certain, certain behaviors uh, that are not necessarily good for me, but I thought it would be manageable because I really, really, really enjoyed working with him at the beginning. The problem started when I wasn't getting information. His team was, was obviously having one of the, one, one person was having issues with me. The other person uh, was too inexperienced and just tried to constantly control. It was just a mess. And um, the whole situation was very bad. I guess it could have been solved had we all not been under such an enormous pressure. Yeah. But as I said, like maybe a second person would have been good or just, I don't know, mm-hmm. more knowledge on how to solve it. But that's how it happened. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you were like, I need to make quick cash, what would you do? Probably, yeah, do German content writing again. And I would not enjoy that. Okay. <laughs> I tried that recently. So I was, I yeah. was running some experience on Upwork, but uh, um, uh, because with the PR pitching, it's, it's not so easy to find people. So, okay. yeah, so I'm, I'm on Upwork, but I'm not successful on Upwork whatsoever. And why do you um, think finding people that need PR work is difficult? Well, you need to have a certain amount of money to be able to, to pay like four to five K a month. Uh, it's maybe not so much by American standards, but it, I mean, if you're like, you have a decent consultancy business or a coach or whatever that makes good revenue, it's not so much, but for me, it's, it's hard. I, I'm, I'm a non-native speaker, so you know, they tend, people just tend to think, which is wrong, um, that I'm, I'm not, I'm not as good as other people who, who are native speakers. Um, actually, I, I have to put, put more effort in, that's true, of course, but um, yeah. Okay. I, 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 I'm, I'm also a little bit insecure, to be honest, but <laughs> in, 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 in this respect, but I could also be searching for, say, like Swiss or German clients who want to go mm-hmm. to the you know, US market, and then it would be easier. But uh, we, we have tried that, but in both cases, we failed. So yeah. I think, yeah. So the nonprofit um, mm-hmm. you brought up and how much you really enjoy that, and it's an outlet for your creativity. Mm-hmm. Um, is there a way that your nonprofit can hire your business to do PR work or consultancy or anything like that? Yes, we have the project we're working on and we are collaborating, uh, but <laughs> we don't have any money as yet. And we, we're starting a crowdfunding next year. We haven't tried sponsors. So it's, 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 it's bootstrapped. So we can't pay the, the mm-hmm. business. But yes, that was my con- consideration as well. Uh, but even but but even if we say had some money, it, it it's Europe, you know, it's it's not so easy to get like big sums, as so at least not the amount that would allow me to say pay out my 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 consultancy like a couple of k each month. Mm-hmm. It's that that doesn't work. I would have to have like well a couple of thousand euros or dollars uh, a month uh, for the NGO and uh, this is not happening okay. I was thinking yeah I was thinking maybe online courses on DIY UPR or stuff like that or uh, I, don't, I don't know well can you um so you you mentioned that you love to teach 
and I mm-hmm. also love to teach. Can you, can you put together um, a program or a course or something like that to teach people how to, you know, be featured in those publications that you were talking about? Because, you know, that's something that um, I always see people talking about is how to get, how to get published in Forbes and how to get published in, you know, um, NPR or all the places, right? Um, Is that something that you're able to teach people how to do that? Of course, there are, by the way, multiple ways to get published on Forbes, Uh, multiple organic ways, uh, multiple paid ways. um, And our last client is now on Forbes because of us. So (laughs) uh, would that bring you joy? Would that, would that like kind of combine the things that you love to do, which is um, teaching people how, how to do it? Yeah, but how do I learn the pricing is I, I, I've been thinking about this, you know, okay, but so would you say it's better to do workshops? Or would you say it's better to do a course? And and how would how, how long would you make it? And how would you price it? <laughs> that's right. That's, that's yeah. Okay, so um, here's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to figure out what do some people like human interaction? They want to see, um, they want to be able to communicate with the instructor, like right, you know, as you're teaching. Um, and then there are people that would just prefer to do it on their own. So what I like to do is I like to do both. So what I will do is I will teach a class live and then I will make it available for replay. Right. So that way people that want it, that want to have that live um, instructor experience, um, can, can do that. And those are like, Oh no, I just want to do it on my own. Well, here you go. Here's the replay of, of the, of the instruction and the homework and et cetera. Um, the other thing that you could do is putting together, um, you need to start building up an audience. Would you, do you have, do you have an audience and an email list or something like that? A network community? No, I have a pretty big LinkedIn, but it's not very targeted. Okay. And we're just building uh, social media for the NGO. Okay. So the one thing that I would say is that um, getting, putting together some sort of, um, I call them a starter kit. Um, my, my own coach taught me to do this. And um, I've been using this strategy to help my own clients. Um, and it's called a starter kit. And it's basically um, more than a PDF. Okay. So it's a, it's an opt-in, but it's, um, teaching someone how to do something. So they get a workbook, um, and then you host a, they can watch a masterclass basically of some, or a workshop or whatever on Mm -hmm. replay, you're giving them instruction on going through the workbook and giving them more information. And then they can also schedule a one-on-one strategy call with you. So then you have the opportunity to sell them Mm -hmm. into, program or a course or whatever it is that you decide to create. Yeah. So that's, Mm -hmm. and so that could be a strategy to build up your network, um, and then start doing some market research, um, is, is one of the things that I always start with is I, I create some sort of survey or something like that. I want to know what people are struggling with and to see if I can help them solve that problem. Because then I can curate offers that help them solve that problem if that is in my zone of genius, if that is my expertise, mm-hmm. right? So if someone were like, oh, I'm really struggling with weight, guess what? I'm not your person. 
I don't, I, that's not my zone of genius. I can't help you solve that problem. If someone is like, my problem is I I'm struggling to get clients. Well, guess what? I can help you with that. That is something I can help someone with, or they're struggling to launch, create an idea and launch an offer. I, my zone of genius, right? If they're like, I need help with my, with my, with my finances, I'm not your person. That's not my zone of genius. So being able to find out where people are struggling with um, PR, with writing copy, with SEO, with all of the things that are in your zone of genius, and then saying, wow, okay, um, how can I help these people? And then curate um, a program or a course or something like that, that helps people solve that problem. Right. And so, um, but it has to be something that you feel like that is your expertise and it makes it a lot easier to teach something when it's in your zone of genius, when it's something that you're like, Oh, yep. No, I know how to do that. Our confidence goes through the roof because we know how to do that. Right. We're not mm -hmm. teaching something that is not unfamiliar to us. So the first thing I would say for you is you really need to figure out who your audience is and what problems they have and how can you help them solve those problems. And so I think what happens a lot of times is that we assume, we make assumptions about people mm -hmm. and we think that we know what they want. First of all, we assume that we know what they want. We assume we know what their struggles are. We assume we know how much they can afford and so when you say, I don't know how much to charge it for, because you're worried about what you think people will pay when their pain meets your solution, people will pay whatever price tag you put on that because the pain, um, that they're, that they're keeping them stuck is what, what is, what do you think? Like if you were to work with someone, um, right now, let's just say like, who's your favorite the favorite person that you worked with, what was a main problem that they had that you were able to help them solve that problem? To get press in the U.S. Okay. Like to start. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They were like, I don't know how to do this. I have this big idea and I don't know how to get press for it. I don't know how to publish a, a press release or make a video or reach out to these media outlets. How do you even do that? Right. Mm -hmm. And so you're like, I know how, I know how. So when someone is like, I have no idea how to do that. And you say, but I do know how to do that. They'll pay you whatever it is, whatever they feel the value of that for what, and the value is you solving the problem. That's the value. It's not about the price tag as much as you want to think it's about the price tag. It's not about the money. It's about you removing this struggle from their business, from their life makes them want to, oh my gosh, you, oh, they'll pay anything you ask them to because they could either learn how to do it on their own or they could hire you and they could then focus on what they're good at while you do the thing that they're not good at. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So when you think about it that way, um, doing some market research and really figuring out who your people are, how does that feel? Good. I just don't know. I mean, I know service and everything, but where do I do that? I mean, plus so what, I don't yeah. know who my target group is. Yeah. So what you yeah. want to do um, is you want to craft some questions, put some questions together. If you could get inside the head of your ideal client, what would you want to know? 
right? What information is helpful for you to know about them and what they're, what they're currently struggling with. So you might want to know their name. You might want to know the type of business that they have, maybe what industry they're in. Um, you might want to know how do they help people and you might want to know, um, how, uh, confident are they in copywriting? How confident are they in SEO? Are, are their clients finding them the way that they want them to find them? Um, how confident are they in, um, getting press releases or, or doing, you know, PR putting, you know, getting in touch with the media how confident are they in that? Have they had media attention before? Do they want media attention? Mm-hmm. Right. Being able to ask those questions and then say, if I could help you um, get on, get published in Forbes and NPR and blah, 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 all the places, would that be of interest to you? And when they say yes, if you, and I would say, if you say yes, and would like to get on a call and see how I can help you drop your email address and I'll be in touch with you, mm-hmm. you know? So yeah. it's really about, and I, and I always make sure when I tell people about doing market research is do it with intention. So don't ask questions, just to ask questions, ask questions because it's going to help you help them. Mm-hmm. So what kinds of questions might be helpful for your for you to know about your potential audience, what would you want to know about them? Well, some of what you've mentioned, then of course they need to have a certain level of income as well that I see a lot. And I'm not, I'm not so sure if that's good to ask right at the start because it's off-putting also for some people, maybe not in the US, maybe in the US it's very common, but I very often see this a system employed. And the first question is <laughs> how much is your revenue? Um, but it is relevant somehow. So maybe there's another way to ask, but then of course, say maybe you could ask for a range. So like, um, how much did your, um, did your business generate in 2021? And you could say like under 30 K or, you know, 30 K to 50 K or, you know, something like that and do like a, a range. Would that be helpful? Yep. Definitely. Okay. So asking their income range, is there anything else that you want to, that you would want to know? Would no, you want to know about language? Would um, that be important for you? Well, it depends. Um, okay. if, of course, if it's Germans, native German speaking clients, then of course that's, that's the top uh, priority because of the reason for many of them don't, don't even find the right specialists. Okay. Or PR to the US, to the Americas is because it's either German PR or American PR. And there is quite a bit of cultural differences between, you know, let's say those two cultures. So very, very many Germans who have bad English uh, or their team has bad English or they might have good English. They they don't know where to start and they don't know how to approach people. Um, Okay. Would it be helpful for you to know who they're who their target audience or, or ideal clients are? Would that be helpful? 
from the client of course i mean that's okay. that's that, that but that's yeah okay yeah okay that's usually what i ask when i before yeah. i start working with them yeah yeah so you could put together um a google form or you could use another um we you have know, air table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, air table. Oh, I love me some air table. Air table. Yeah, I love favorite. air table. It's 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 genius. <laughs> I know, right? I love it. I use it every every ten chance I get. I'm like, ooh, can I make an air table for this? <laughs> yeah, it's the best. I mean, it, seriously, my my VA, my 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 yeah. personal assistant discovered this in 2019. I will be forever grateful to her. Yes, that, that was the best thing we discovered. Yeah, yeah. Me. Yeah, I completely agree. <sighs> So if you could do some market research, right? And then the next step is evaluate what were people's, you know, what were they saying? And I, I'm a big fan of using their words. So when you can discover what their problems are, what their pain is, then you could say, ooh, I have a solution for that. The whole thing is about how can you help them solve their problem? Then you can curate offers and then you can come back to these people and say, guess what? I have a solution for you. So you might ask, where do I get this market research? Where will I find people that are willing to fill this survey out for me? Well, you mentioned you have a, um, a great LinkedIn um, you know, network. That's mm -hmm. where I would start. I would start with your LinkedIn um, clients and I would um, the ones that you have established a connection with or built a relationship with. And I would say, I need help. I'm, I'm not asking you for anything. I'm just asking you to fill out this, this questionnaire for me. I'm trying to do some market research so that I can figure out how to better help and support um, my clients. Um, you know, and the, the more people that answer it, the more data you can collect. And with that data, you can convert that into creating um, an idea, implementing it, launching it, et cetera. So what I specialize in, for example, is I love helping people launch. Like that's, that's the thing that I love is helping them create an idea, develop the idea, create all of the behind the scenes work that has to get done, creating the landing pages and the automations and the emails and all the things, right? It's a lot of work to launch an idea to get it out into the market. And a lot of people struggle with the technology side. So I come in and say, great, I'm not gonna, you do what you do and I'm gonna do the things that you're not good at so that that's not holding you up. So in some respects, it's kind of similar. It's a parallel where you're saying, you do what you're good at and I'm gonna do this for you so that you don't have to focus on things that you're not good at. So what you're trying to do is figure out what they're not good at to see if it's something that you can do for them so they can focus on what they're good at. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So, um, so that's where I would start is, is doing some market research and then from there determining if you can help people, what is the problem that a lot of people are having? And the more multiple choice you can make this, you know, and you, you know, I love Airtable because you can do single choice or multiple choice or whatever, and then you can sort it and you can run reports and you can do all that stuff, but really kind of getting an idea of how many people are struggling with this, how many people are struggling with this? And then looking at, wow, 30 people are struggling with this, but a hundred people are struggling with this. Which one do you think you should focus on? 
Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So from there, then you can really decide how you want to move forward and maybe what kind of business you really want to have. And is that a problem that you really enjoy helping people with? Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that help? Does this help at all? Yes, it does. Okay. It's just going to be a lot of work, but uh, then I have influence. So. You know, <laughs> you know be here's very the thing. Happy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, you're right. And it is a lot of work, but I'll tell you something. Creating, you're basically, what you're doing is you're building a foundation. Mm-hmm. And the foundation, when you build a house, First, you start with a blueprint and then you build the foundation. And so knowing what kind of business you want to have, well, you got to, you have to create a blueprint in order to get the blueprint. You have to ask people what it is that they want. Then you build a foundation based off of what it is that people want and how you can help them. So it's going to take a little longer, but in the end, you're not going to be just throwing spaghetti at the wall. You're going to be cooking a meal. You're going to be building a house custom to the blueprints based on what people said. And you'll have a more sustainable and more successful business in the long run because you took the time to do a little bit of legwork in the beginning and really discover what it is that people need help with. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. And I should be doing this on a lot of different levels for also maybe for the NGO. Some. some Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Doing, doing market research can be incredibly impactful. Um, when I, before I was a business consultant, I was a photographer. Okay. And I got some really great advice from someone that said, you need to use their words. And I'm like, well, how do I do that? And she gave me some questions to ask people. And I put together this survey and I had 43 women respond to this very personal, very personal survey. And I wanted to know, like, what was keeping women up at night? What were they, what were their dreams and aspirations? And if they had a magic wand, what would they do? How would they be living their life? And I learned that a lot of women were miserable. They were, they were bearing the weight of the world on their shoulders. And I was like, oh my goodness, I had no idea. I had no idea that so many women felt the way that they did and they were in unhappy marriages. They were dealing with, um, you know, illness in their family, cancer, death of a loved one. I mean, just so much, so much that they were trying to handle it all. And I thought, how can I, what can I do? How can I help these women who feel so helpless and feel so beat down And I said, well, I can give them a day where they don't have to think about any of that. I can give them a day where they can come in and be photographed and feel amazing and leave with a little bit more confidence, right? And so I started using their words in my marketing messaging when they were talking about feeling unappreciated at home. I used that language when I was talking, when I was putting together my marketing copy. Do you feel unappreciated at home? Come spend the day with me. (laughs) You know, like it was kind of one of those things that it was the best thing I did for my business was because I, I paused and I took the time to listen, to hear what people really wanted, because then I could actually truly help them with intention, knowing that 
wow, I bet you she's struggling. She's going through a lot right now at home. And I'm going to give her an experience that's going to help her just forget about it for a day and just have something positive and amazing and, and just helping her feel beautiful for a day, you know? Mm -hmm. So it was, it was a huge turning point for me in my business. And I decided to bring that with me to, to this, um, element of, you know, consulting and helping other people with their businesses. This is something that I recommend everybody do because it was so impactful for me, you know? Yeah. That's an interesting yeah. experience. Yeah. Yeah. So moving forward, what are you going to do? Uh, well, we will try to put a questionnaire together. Okay. And I have two different types of, of, of businesses in mind. Um, the first one is businesses I've already worked with. So niche businesses that uh, need to expand to the US uh, from, well, from the DAC region. So I have quite a few of them in my network. And the other thing that uh, is somehow also related to the NGO, I do believe that there are quite a few people in similar positions as me early on in life, like artists that want to get heard and don't know how, because there is like a big gap between the business and the artistic world. So maybe I could also ask them what they would like to have, uh, like or what, what's, what PR they need and what, would, what they would like to learn about it. Mm, it will be a bit more tricky, I guess, uh, financially, but maybe if I create a course at some point, I can serve them as well. So yeah, we'll see. absolutely. Um, <clears throat> yeah, absolutely. You can basically create an entire like syllabus for a course based on the feedback that they give you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because right? that, that, that is one thing I was struggling with. I had all these ideas before, but I didn't know how to structure it because I didn't know what they really need. Yeah, it was yeah. assumptions, I assume. So yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's good to know. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. So ask questions and then figure out how you can solve their problem. And if they're like, you know, if you have, if you get a hundred surveys and 30 people say they struggle with this and 50 people say they struggle with that and 60 people say they struggle with this. Well, now you kind of have the order, you know, you're going to be able to say, okay, guess what? This course or this program that I'm going to teach, we're going to cover these things that they all said that they wanted. Right. Mm -hmm. When I, I have a, I have a group that I call, we call it get shit done together. And basically I do a class every Tuesday. I'm like, it's called teach me Tuesday. I will teach you whatever I can. But I did a survey to say, what do you even want to learn? Because again, if I make assumptions, I'm teaching them things that they have no interest in learning whatsoever. So I ask them, fill out this thing. Here's a whole list of things that I'm confident teaching. And you can also put your other things in there too, if you want to. And I will, if I don't know how to do it, I'll find somebody who can, right. And bringing in a guest speaker to cover the things that I'm not an expert in. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it, it really is about giving the people what it is that they want and really truly helping like that. You are listening, you're listening. And that's really what people want is before they buy, they want to feel seen and heard. Before they purchase from you, they, they need to feel seen and heard before they buy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yep. 
thank you very much. That was You're... really insightful. Yeah, good and helpful. Yeah, good. Yay! I'm I'm super glad I was able to help. Yeah. <laughs> Is there anything else that you um, need help with? Mm, no, I don't think so. Okay, I think we've covered a lot. So yeah. Anyway. Okay. Well, good. Well, um. Thanks everybody for tuning in to this week's episode of Bitch and Brainstorm. And uh, this is your homework assignment to go do some market research because it's not going to hurt you. It's only going to help you. Take care, everybody.